today's town taster is on Point Cook. Yes, today we head 27 kilometres southwest of Melbourne's city centre to the thriving suburb of Point Cook. A rapidly growing multicultural suburb attractive to families and professional couples alike who enjoy the close proximity to the city and both Tullamarine and Avalon airports all of which are just 30 minutes drive away. You're listening to Real Estate Right. Top experts talk about how to buy, sell, rent and invest right. Your host is Sue Langder. Point Cook has 60,105 residents, made up of 48.4% of people born in Australia, with the remaining of the population comprising of migrants, mainly from India, China, New Zealand, the UK and the Philippines. It is considered a growth suburb, with more and more infrastructure being developed to accommodate the changing needs of its residents. Up until 1996, Point Cook was a rural community with a population of just 580 people, most of which lived on the RAAF base. Point Cook is actually known as the birthplace and the spiritual home of the Royal Australian Air Force. The RAAF Williams Point Cook base is still in operation today and is the home of the RAAF Training School and the RAAF Museum. The RAAF base forms part of the Point Cook Coastal Park, extending 863 hectares along the coast to Laverton Creek and is an absolute source of pride for the people of Point Cook, who flocked the area for picnics, swimming, bushwalking, birdwatching and to learn about its heritage. So, being a relatively new suburb, you might question the amount of infrastructure but Point Cook is actually home to three shopping centres. Stockland Point Cook Shopping Centre has 150 stores in total with two supermarkets and a discount department store located on Murnong Street. Conveniently located on the corner of Boardwalk Boulevard and Sneeds Road, it's Featherbrook Shopping Centre, which has a Woolworths supermarket, 12 specialty stores, restaurants and a range of retail stores and Point Cook also has Sanctuary Lakes Shopping Centre located at 300 Point Cook Road which also has a good mix of retail outlets and restaurants. Point Cook also has an IGA in a smaller group of shops on Snides Road. The people of Point Cook are big shoppers and according to Australia Post they spend the most online of all suburbs and love eating out too. Point Cook has over 50 restaurants and cafes with a wide variety of cuisines. They even have their own 6,000-member Facebook page called Point Cook Dining, which has reviews and pictures of all the places to eat out. There are a multitude of takeaway shops, cafes and restaurants scattered throughout the suburb, including in concentrated locations such as Soho Village and Point Cook Junction. In terms of public transport, Point Cook does not have its own train station. 
Williams Landing on the Werribee Line is the closest train station to Point Cook, approximately 10 minutes away with some residents using aircraft and Leverton stations as well. There are five bus routes that service the area, conveniently stopping at the shopping centres and at Williams Landing Railway Station. Point Cook is located south of the Princess Freeway and is serviced by the Point Cook Road and Forsyth Road exits. Another exit ramp at Palmer's Road was opened in 2008 and a new full diamond freeway exit on the Princess Freeway at Snides Road was completed, giving Point Cook residents a fourth freeway interchange. Point Cook has plenty of choice when it comes to where you send your children to school. Alamada College is a level combined government school offering prep to year nine with 2,552 students made up of 2,121 students in primary school and 431 in the high school. Karen Ballack College is also a level combined government school offering prep to year nine with a current enrolment of 1,402 made up of 956 primary school students and 446 in secondary school. There are two campuses known as Boardwalk and Jamison Way. Featherbrook College is a new school. It was built in 2017 as one of the 15 government schools delivered by the Department of Education and Training for fast-growing metropolitan and regional communities. It is also designed as a community hub and encourages community use of its facilities and programs. Point Cook College opened at its current location on Ponsford Drive in 2010 and was formerly known as Point Cook Primary School, which had a long history and association with the RAAF base. Point Cook Primary School was established in 1923 and was uniquely situated on an active RAAF base to provide education for the RAAF families living there. Today, in its new location, it has 800 students and provides for prep to year nine divided into three sub-schools. Junior school for prep to year two, middle school for years three to six, and senior school for years seven to nine. Saltwater College is a new government school with a population of 502 students offering prep to year nine. It opened in 2019 to help cater for the rapidly growing population of Point Cook. Point Cook also has Catholic primary schools, including Stella Maris, St Mary's and Lumen Christi. There is also Emmanuel College. They have a Notre Dame campus, which is a co-educational Catholic secondary college for years 7 to 12. Speaking of secondary schools, Point Cook has Point Cook Senior Secondary College for years 10 to 12 and Homestead Senior Secondary College, which opened only in 2020. They currently have year 10 and 11 students and will grow to cater for year 12 as well. If you are looking to get your kids involved in sports or to be involved yourself, there are many options thanks to the Point Cook Action Group, which was established to advocate on behalf of residents of Point Cook with the objective of gaining facilities and infrastructure for the area. Point Cook has its own motorcycle club, football club, cricket club and two soccer clubs. Nearby Sanctuary Lakes is home to a golf course so outstanding that it has been rated in the top 100 in Australia, with a golf course guide rating it in the top 50. 
there are plenty of opportunity for sports for all ages in Point Cook and the nearby suburbs. The residents of Point Cook also enjoy the nearby marina. Wyndham Harbour Marina is just 10 minutes away with 1,000 berths. There are also cafes, retail outlets, walking trails and 10 hectares of public recreational space and wetlands. With the coastal park featuring a beach, RAAF Museum and a number of playgrounds, Point Cook seems to cater well for families. Now, let's talk to one of the locals, real estate agent Tony Skrekovsky from Barry Plant. The longest serving agent in Point Cook, Tony Skrekovsky, was selling blocks of land off the bonnet of his car in 1996 on Point Cook Road, which led him to found Barry Plant Point Cook, which has grown to be the leading agency for sales and rentals in the suburb. In 2008, his agency won the coveted REIV Best Real Estate Agency in Victoria. So welcome, Tony. How are you? Hi, Sue. Thanks for having me. That's okay. Now, that's quite a journey, isn't it? It's Yes. Um, So is it fair to say that Point Cook opened its doors to residential property development in 1996? So now the suburb's about 25 years old? Yes, look, it was in and around that time. Um, I did start working on the, one of the very first uh, projects that, that did identify itself with Point Cook uh, called Homestead Run at the time. Okay, yeah. That sort of mm. ra- vaguely rings a bell, even though I'm from the other side of the town. But, um, yeah. Mm. Now, um, obviously, the suburb began at the base of the Royal Australian Air Force. So how much influence is there still from the RAF? Well, yes, the, the RAF obviously does have some influence over the suburb. Um, that first estate that I mentioned, Homestead Run, was actually um, partly owned by the Defence uh, Housing Authority and the Defence Department had that land that which actually we first subdivided together with stock land that I worked on um, as a salesperson. Um, beyond that, the RAF base that's there now um, still has a museum um, and the suburb obviously has developed and grown and taken on its own identity, but a lot of um, its, I guess, uh, commencement of, of the suburb, yeah. uh, a lot of the commencement of the suburb was based out of that RAF base. Um, the uh, children's centre there, the kindergarten called Aerotots, and my uh, two of my first two children um, actually went to this uh, kindergarten, and a lot of the local children went to this kindergarten, which was actually based on the air base. So oh, wow. we're civilian people and um, our kids got to use um, the uh, RAAF services and um, one of those was obviously the childcare centre there called Aerotots, which I thought was quite quite cute and apt. Yeah. Um, but in today's everyday sense, um, the RAF base still has some influence. There's local sporting teams that identify with um, the RAF-based Point Cook Jets um, yeah. still use their um, their logo has a fighter plane um, on their on their jersey. Um, the Point Cook Town Centre, which is the main sort of uh, shopping precinct uh, or the largest shopping precinct in in Point Cook, has um, significant emblems that hark back and uh, are a reminder of actual um, historic dates and events with brought along by the RAAF base. Yeah, like it's it's fascinating, really, because. Um, you know, you I suppose you look at things like Top Gun and all those sort of movies and sort of see it being a, quite a community 
um, the whole um, mm. RAAF kind of or Air Force style of um, of lifestyle. So yeah, it's and it's great. You, it, like the childcare centre would have been like you know state of the art, wouldn't it? Well. It, it was when it was probably first developed. It was it, it did it yeah. did get a, bit, a little bit uh, older and and, and um, as, as it still was do. well kept. It was still well kept. It was it was an experience actually driving through these gates um, where you're actually being stopped by <laughs> an officer and they're asking yeah. you for your identification um, and then you're having to go in and sign in. Um, yeah. At the gates, um, you're not allowed to go any further. And then after you've signed in and you've proved who you are, you can go in and pick up your child from from childcare. So you feel really safe. Yeah, um, your child feel would feel safe. And there's, yeah. you know, um, a few every now and then you'll see some aeroplanes. Um, so yeah. yeah, it was um, an active base. Um, yeah. And in different times, they they did actually up the level of security um, in different times over the the uh, many years that I've been there, um, particularly around significant events, uh, world events that um, they did have. So, you know, military does go on alert. So that that base goes on alert. Yeah. So Point Cook is quite a big suburb with Sanctuary Lakes Golf Club in the middle. Are there more expensive pockets of Point Cook over any other parts of Point Cook? Yes. um, Like... Uh, you would expect um, there's always going to be some premium um, premium parts of the suburb. The suburb is actually quite a large suburb. Um, and you mentioned Sanctuary Lakes. Sanctuary Lakes uh, is, a, yeah. is a beautiful development um, that has waterways and, and, and a man-made lake there. Mm-hmm. So you effectively you're getting waterfronting or properties and properties that are near water or on the water. Yeah. Um, these are, but there's better, isn't there? Yeah. There's yeah. better. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> um, and and there's they've got beautiful luxurious homes on you know thousand square meter blocks. Yeah. There's actually even a gated community which has a combination of actual golf course views and water views and gated that oh, have nice. got two thousand square meter uh, sized allotments and and there's some very very grand homes uh, built in that part of that that estate and sanctuary lakes. Then uh, another project that's been just m- more recently in the last 10 years developed called the Saltwater Estate is actually um, closer to the bay and offers some bay views mm-hmm. and city views across the bay um, and some nice. um, property that will never be built out in front of. Um, so that, again, offers a premium. Um, and then mm-hmm. on the other side of the spectrum, we have some higher density developments, um, some apartment developments, some unit developments that are built closer around shopping towns, um, and uh, shopping facilities, um, which obviously are on the lower spectrum end of the spectrum of, of price. Geographically, I, I guess um, Point Cook is, is probably one suburb um, there that is surrounded by itself effectively yeah. with freeways um, and, and, as you say, at the very north of the train line. So how established is the, the community infrastructure now that it's obviously been a, a, a suburb for about 25 years? Mm. Yeah, well, uh, uh, the infrastructure in, fa- in Point Cook, is, in fact, is is quite quite good now. Um, mm-hmm. We have lots and lots of shopping facilities. Uh, there's yeah. probably a total of sh- six shopping locations now um, in Point Cook, um, scattered around um, our large suburb, yeah. um, and and lots and lots of schools. Mm. Um, and some of these schools rank very highly in, in the government, um, uh, I guess, uh, polls and, and, yeah. and research that they do for scholastic results, um, which brings a lot of people to the suburb. And that's a, that's a big benefit to the residents, um, you know, uh, of the suburb and, and property owners in, in those areas. 
Um, infrastructure um, has been quite um, quite quickly de developed, I guess, and it develops along well with um, the property developers that are, are putting the land subdivisions in. Um, we used to suffer, I would say, from access problems. Uh, effectively, when I first started working there, Point Cook had one way in, one way out, and that was Point Cook oh, Road. Really? Yeah. Um, so since then, there's been multiple uh, efforts put in place to help improve that, and that's significantly been improved since um, the early days of the, of the project development. Um, we've got um, new diamond interchanges at the south southern end of the of this uh, suburb, um, nearing Snides Road, yeah. and multiple ways of getting in and out at the northern end of the um, suburb as well now. Oh, good. Um, one thing that I know, like I'm on the Mornington Peninsula, so um, 85% of the peninsula is not covered by public transport. So as you said before, the train lines at the north of of, um, of Point Cork, but are there buses to get to that train station? Because yes. sometimes it's a good, you know, 20-minute, yeah. half-an-hour yeah. kind of walk, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Very good question. And um, I have to say we have, we're have we really well um, serviced by um, public transport and buses throughout the suburb. Um, yeah. they, they cover the entire suburb um, and buses bus routes um, lead to a couple of the train stations that we have uh, available. Williams Landing is probably perceived to be the closest to, to Point Cook, but some yeah. folks will go to, go to Werribee and depending on where they're travelling to, um, yeah, within within the suburb, but it's great. Um, public transport is very good. Yeah, that's it, what you need. I can't, you know, kids need to get around. They need to get, have that sense of independence. And if they can't get around, other things happen, don't they? Yes, you know. get bored. <laughs> they get bored. Um, now, so what attracts people to Point Cook specifically? Well, um, as we've just been discussing, these days the infrastructure is, is a very big benefit of living in the suburb. Um, very yeah. well developed and well resourced. Um, the shopping centres and, and the retails and the school infrastructure, as I've said to you, is, is excellent and rates very, very, yeah. very highly. Um, public transport accessibility, again, the buses are quite good. Um, and road access has improved dramatically over the last five years, as I've also mentioned. Um, yeah. The other thing that... I guess we are uniquely inherited of is the fact that Point Cook is um, located in between the Melbourne CBD and the Geelong CBD. Um, yeah. So we have a lot of clients that um, mum, you know, works in the city and dad works in Geelong. So Point Cook yeah. is the ideal location. It's a great suburb yeah. with everything that everybody needs. Um, and it's almost equal travelling time either direction. So... Yeah. Um, uh, we we find a lot of clients that travel in different directions will pick Point Cook as the ideal location. Um, and yeah. the fact that we we have a bay aspect um, also does mm. help with that sort of scenario, um, with the visual aspect. It sounds very resort-like. Yes. Like with the bay and the yeah, golf course. It's quite nice, yeah. Um, and and the the development that's in, in the suburb actually adds to that lifestyle type feel. Yeah. The property developers are doing a really good job putting lots of infrastructure in in place and gardens and roadways and things like that to beautify um, the suburb and, yeah. and um, that will keep it in high regard um, with a lot of people, um, with yeah. buyers and young families looking to move out um, to that area. Um, yeah. One thing I will add too is 
it has a point cook itself. Once you get there, it has a very strong sense of community. Um, there's lots of community organizations and you see that visually when you're driving through the suburbs with uh, some promotional signage um, and, and clubs, you know, and support for, for example, you know, the CFA for support for the soccer clubs, yeah. support for the footy clubs. Um, point cook football club is one of the largest football clubs in the Western suburbs. And I think they've got um, well in excess of 20 plus teams um, wow. that, um, and they're, they're, um, we're very proud to be associated with them in my office as Barry Plant. Um, but yeah. these sort of community-based um, uh, clubs and associations help add to the livability of this suburb. I'm sure they do. Like I know through all the sporting things that my kids have done, you know, it's, it, it really is part of the community. It keeps us busy on the weekend. It does keep us busy on the weekend. Um, sometimes you're too close to everyone, like school and, you know, footy and basketball, and, and you see each other all the time, <laughs> which is great, but then sometimes it's not so great. <laughs> well, Point Cook's large enough to have two football clubs, so yeah. you can know, play one, you can go to the other one. <laughs> you can go to the other um, one. And, and two soccer clubs and, I think, multiple netball clubs as well. So yeah. it's, um, it's, a, it's a really big community that has got a lot of good community members in there that really like to get amongst it. Yeah, nice. That's what we all want to have. Um, now, in terms of real estate, price ranges, um, what can we see in Point Cook? Yeah, good question. Um, right now, the median house price, which I guess is measured by, you know, st- statisticians yeah. and um, the REIV and, and um, the other uh, people that RP data. CoreLogic uh, and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, CoreLogic, that's right. Yeah. That's what they call themselves today. Yeah. Um, median price range in Point Cook currently is at $650,000. Um, there's properties above that and below that. Um, uh, smaller properties uh, can start in the 400s up to high 400s. Yeah. Um, and you're getting townhouses and units. Um, yeah. in this price range, in the 400s price range. Um, and look, the waterfronting properties um, are going to be in excess of $2 million. Yeah. Um, but in saying that, you can get a very good-sized family home that's not too old, um, yeah. built by, you know, some of the more well-popular-known builders. The reputable builders, yeah. Yep, um, <laughs> The reputable builders, yes. Um, established family homes for about one million to one point two, with a good sized backyard. Yeah, um, you're going to get a four bedroom, maybe even a five bedroom home that um, possibly could even have a swimming pool for that price. Yeah, nice. Yeah, but still, like even getting into the market at six fifty to have a home, mm. like it might be a three bedroom mm. home, but at least it's a home. Yeah. Yeah, you'll get you get a three bedroom home quite easily. Sometimes you'll get a four bedroom at six fifty that needs a little bit of work. Yeah, um, do elbow grease if that's if you're that way inclined. So yeah, um, yeah you can get property that is in, in an established street, good yeah. sized block of land. So how, how have you seen the capital growth in the area? Look, currently um, things are booming, things are flying. Yeah. Um, I think um, we've all had we we had our COVID rest. Yeah. Um, and um, you know we, we all held back and we're all I think a little bit nervous and, and worried about what the future was going to hold and how we were going to come out of this and I think um, a lot of people are pleased to see that we've come out of it a lot better than 
and we anticipated yeah. um, the doom and gloom and, and the fact that we we're all staying at home um, was really worrying and con- concerning for a lot of people that are generally used to going out and working. It, it makes sense yeah. that oh, you know, times aren't going to be that good. Um, but, you know, things have been managed very well by our, by the powers that be. Yeah. Um, and we're really sitting at a very good position right now. Capital growth has improved significantly. Yeah. Um, and demand for our properties um, is stronger than ever. Yeah. Um, our days on market. You know, you've been in the um, area for a very long time. If you sold a house back in 2008 and you were able to sell it in the same house in this market, what sort of growth would would, would have had? Or is that just... Um, well, you would, in 2008, we were probably selling houses for about 400. Average might yeah. have been probably, the median price might have been 380. Yeah. So now we're seeing it's 650. Yeah. So it's nearly, nearly, you know, $300,000 more, nearly double. Nearly um, double. And, and a, and a $400,000 house now would be well in excess of $850,000. Yeah. Now. So basically, yeah, yeah double, double your money in, in 12, 13 mm. years. Yeah. Most definitely. Yeah. Sounds good. Um, now, how about renting or investing? Like, is it popular for that sort of thing as well as home ownership? Yes. Well, tenants do love Point Cook again because, as I've said, it's very well established. Yeah. Um, and there's lots of transport, transport um, lots of parks. Um, and the schools, as I said, um, there are really good quality schools mm. and the shopping facilities are really close by. Um, and again, for those who are travelling to work, CBD is not too difficult to get to and yeah. neither is Geelong. Yeah. Um, so would you have again, a percentage of home ownership, oh, so owner-occupied versus tenanted properties? Mm. Look, it, it, it's, it's fairly difficult. It's not an easy thing to gauge, but I'd say that we're probably sitting at close to probably... Um, probably 75% home ownership okay. uh, and 25% tenants yeah. right now. Um, that, that, that can varies, change, yeah. Uh, ebbs and flows um, depending on demand. And, and um, you know, a lot of, a lot of the time um, we see a lot of uh, property being sold, um, finished property step, uh, for, for investment purposes, but a lot of people are buying their first home and land package and building a home mm. um, and still ha- that still does happen in Point Cook um, but again it could be all be done by now <laughs> yes no there's there's still some more land there I know I even though I started you know back in 96 selling blocks of land there's still land for sale it's, it's, it's amazing a big yeah mm. there's that little suburb that you talked about before Williams Landing that's Williams Landing well there's there's also Point Immediately north of Point Cook, on Point Cook Road, there's a small suburb called Seabrook. Yeah. Um, and this suburb is probably less than one and a half kilometres in radius. Okay. Um, it's not a very big suburb. I'm guessing it's probably close to two and a half thousand houses. Yeah. Um, and that, that suburb sits before Williams Landing. Okay. Um, and Williams Landing is, uh, again, a, Seabrook has been long since established. Yes. It's probably... That's not established suburb. before, yeah. yes, before Point Cook. And then over the railway tracks, that's Williams Landing. Yeah. And that's that, again, that is a newer suburb than Point Cook um, and slightly closer to the city or access to the city. Yeah. Um, and that, again, um, has its own identity, um, yeah. that suburb. Um, and, which, 
so that does that mean that it's slightly cheaper because it's not on the beach side or is it about the same price um well the the on average the same house and same land in point cook is a little bit cheaper than it is in williams landing oh, okay um so and i think that's to do with geography and and maybe yeah. just being that little bit bit closer to uh, the city, yeah, um, and the train so, yeah. station, yeah, and the train station. A lot of people can can walk to the train station. Some people in Point Cook also in certain parts can walk to the train station, yeah. but um, the train station is probably a little bit more accessible to yeah. folks in England. Yeah, fair enough. So people will generally look for Point Cook and then find these little sort of satellite suburbs around it and go, oh, that nice might be actually a bit nicer or Point Cook's, you know, exactly what I want or, you know, mm. yeah, they do that sort of thing. Yes, yeah. yeah, yeah. They are different. They are very different suburbs though. Yeah. So what would be an unexpected surprise in Point Cook? Point Cook itself has a lot of history. Um, okay. Uh, we have, obviously we have the RAAF base, the first Air Force Base in Australia yeah. in, is being developed in Point Cook. So that's one one part of it. Um, but if we go back a little bit uh, before that, um, a lot of people are, fi- are surprised to find out that there's a homestead there oh, that wow. um, was um, there in the 1800s. Um, the Churnside family, um, who were uh, pretty much the first settlers in, in the area of the western suburbs of Melbourne and had lots of land in this area, um, including uh, the Werribee Mansion, mm-hmm. um, had a homestead um, there uh, pretty much overlooking the water um, in Point Cook. This homestead is still in place um, and it's become a, a somewhat of a tourist attraction uh, and it's a site of historical significance mm-hmm. um, there and the, uh, you can actually go there and see it. It's open daily. Um, they've, they've obviously added to that with, the, with some coffee shops and things like that to, to obviously uh, capture some of that tourism uh, dollar, as yes. it were. Um, and um, it's, it sort of binds the area um, to a lot of the historical significance. Um, the project that I first worked on uh, called Homestead Run was, you know, took, took some you know, um, ideas and influence from this homestead. Um, and another project that I worked on that I sold land for uh, was called Newminster. And um, that was named after a horse that was uh, that did spend some time in that part of Point Cook that actually won the first Caulfield Cup in um, okay. 1879. So wow. there's some history there that people probably don't even realise about about Point Cook, um, Not even not just it being a rough, rough base. Yeah. Um, there was, you know, a first settler family that was there. So um, was it possibly the Churnside family? Like, did they own Werribee Mansion as well or not? I understand that they did, yes. So the little homestead could have been like their holiday house down the road, couldn't it? Probably their getaway. <laughs> <laughs> the gardener's cottage fishing, or something. Fishing lodge when they went to felt like um, fishing or something like that. Or yeah. Getting away for the summer. I mean, I guess you could it, it, it you could imagine, I mean, having to get away on a horse and cart from Werribee to Point Cook, which is probably some, you know, maybe maybe 15 kilometres, I guess, maybe yeah. long, on, a, on a long route or 10 kilometres, yeah. maybe on a that's, short That's cut. a day trip um, or some. But doing that in a horse and cart would be virtuous, <laughs> you know. I mean, it might be it might be a good way to sort of get away from the wife and kids back then. Not, back not then. Been what they did. Maybe they were shooting there. It was a hunting. Yeah, maybe it was a hunting ground, maybe. You don't know. Ducks? I don't know. 
seagulls. A lot of deer, apparently. A lot of deer. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. there could have been deer. Yeah, you never know where it's going to come maybe, from. Maybe I'm embellishing a little bit here. <laughs> well, you never know. I've got rabbits out the front of my place. My dogs go chasing the rabbits all the time. So, you know, if we had a gun, we'd I'm sure they'd be shot. <laughs> I think the, the pastimes of, of, of old days are, um, I guess, something that we probably dream about and we, we aspire to, those sort of those bush walks and, and, and the camping and, and, you know, those nature walks that you know, these people probably had. To, that was probably all they had to do, yeah. you know. So they took advantage of it. And having a, a small homestead, which is that's not a large homestead. I mean, Werribee Mansion is, is a significant yeah. building. This is this is not a significant building. It's a bluestone um, homestead, which, you know, would probably be a little bit smaller than the average than the, than the small house nowadays. Yeah. Um, but it's it's just well positioned and there's a lot of greenery around it. Yeah. And and um, I was very surprised. I was yeah. very surprised about um, finding it there. And when we were doing our, our project marketing and our selling and all the rest of it, we did feature it in a lot of um, our promotion because not a lot of people knew about it. Yeah. Well, it's it's worthy of mentioning it because, as you said, it's it's a um, it's a bit of a landmark for the, for the mm. so yeah. Now, um, Tony, how can listeners get in contact with you to help them buy property in the Point Cook area? Well, um, our office is Barry Plant Real Estate. We're located at number one Main Street in the Point Cook Town Centre. Yeah. Um, we have a website, barryplantrealestate.com.au. You can um, search up the suburb of Point Cook. Um, and um, my email address is... Uh, uh, Tease Krakowski at barryplant.com.au. <laughs> so that's <laughs> it might be easy. T S K R E K O V S K I at barryplant.com.au. Thank you, Sue. Yes, perfect. <laughs> yep. And um, your number? It's uh, 0419 555772. Yeah. I'll say it again 0419 Sounds great. So, hopefully, anyone looking in that Point Cook area to buy or even to sell can uh, contact you because you're very experienced and knowledgeable about the area. Yes, most definitely, yes. So thanks, Tony, for joining us today on this podcast. I hope you enjoyed yourself. Yeah, it was fun, actually. Thank you very much, Sue, for having me. Um, it's great to be able to talk about a, my, my suburb um, and the yeah. suburb that we've been working in. Yeah, yeah, you've definitely got a passion for it, so that's always good. Now, we're talking to Catherine from Point Cook. She's been a local resident and business owner in Point Cook for nine years. So, Catherine, how are you? Very well, thank you. How are you? Yeah, good, thanks. Now, can you tell us, what's your favourite cafe in Point Cook? There are a lot of awesome cafes to pick from in Point Cook. We are a little bit spoiled for choice, but my favourite to go to is the Waterstone Cafe, yeah. which is actually in Sanctuary Lakes, but which is a suburb in Point Cook, but it's yeah. absolutely stunning. It's set on the lake. Views are beautiful. Coffee is fabulous. Yeah. Food is always on point. Can't yeah. fault it and super child-friendly. Love that. Love that there's, you know, kid-friendly cafes in Point Cook, especially around water, which is always a good thing. Um, yeah, I'm sure. Now, talking about kids, you know, what do you feel about the schools in the community? So we actually moved to Point Cook because we had a young family. Yeah. Um, and we were looking for somewhere that was family-friendly. 
Um, Point Cook is spoilt for choice. We have got three great Catholic schools in the area, mm-hmm. um, as well as there are four state schools um, for junior children, yeah. and then we've got senior schools as well. Um, so it's spoilt for choice, really. You don't yeah. have to be pushed either to Catholic schools or state schools. Yeah. Um, and look, there is, it's a real melting pot of people here, which is great, super multicultural, which is lovely. And all the children, they get along, they have friends from all parts of the community. It's it's lovely to see. Yeah, I'm sure it would be, you know, just seeing how, um, just finding out more about other people's cultures and all that sort of stuff. It doesn't have to be. You know, just purely Aussie sort of stuff. It's it's no, everyone coming together. Yeah, not at all. we have big celebrations here for Diwali, yeah. Eid, Christmas, Easter. It's it's lovely. Yeah, it's really nice, especially for the kids to see everyone getting along. Yeah, yeah, it is nice. So, is there any big event, big annual event in uh, in Point Cook for everyone to come out and play? Um, as an annual event, as I said, we sort of we celebrate all different traditions. So yeah. we do um, Chinese New Year. Yeah. We also do Diwali. We have Christmas by the Lakes, which was cancelled last year because of COVID. But yeah. normally it is a huge event um, sponsored by the Rotary Club, and there are rides, um, vendors. It's a really big community event, yeah. um, which happens every year, and the kids look forward to that one yeah um so that's another one and we also do a big pop-up park in the main street of point cook yeah um which is great for kids as well they put artificial turf down and it's normally sort of summer and it's brilliant very cosmopolitan to sit out there and have your glass of wine while the kids play it's great yeah awesome so talking about um kids entertainment and all sorts of stuff where do kids generally hang out in Point Cook like the older kids obviously um, the older kids normally so in Point Cook town centre they have put up a sort of a basketball court at the back of the shops yeah um so the older kids will go and hang out there after school or there's a big skate park as well where the kids like to go and hang yeah. out the older teenagers um yeah. there's a lot of after school activities and things that happen in Point Cook, so basketball, yeah. netball, footy. Yeah. Um, so they'll either be at Point Cook Town Centre yeah. or they'll be um, doing their after-school activities, yeah. especially for the older ones. Yeah. So any cinemas or bowling alleys, all that sort of stuff? We have two bowling alleys. Yeah. Um, good quality as well. Yeah. Well-maintained, which is good. Um, so we have those two activities as well as laser tag um, and we have access to – there's a new cinema in Altona, which is the Reading Cinemas, which is about to open. Nice. And then we've got Village in um, Werribee Pacific, yeah. which is – that has gold class as well. Yeah. So, so you've got to do a little bit of travelling. Very, very close to Point Cook. Yeah. Um, and public transport as well. So it's good. It's a win. Yeah, win-win for everybody in Point Cook. Yeah. I 
think Point Cook is great, especially for families, because housing is still super affordable. Yeah. Um, it's not out of reach for young families, which is really good. And the amenities that you have here, especially with maternal health nurses, yeah. um, even Werribee Hospital, people sort of write it off because it is like a country hospital. Mm. Um, but all my babies were born at Werribee, yeah. and I cannot fault it, honestly. Yeah. The the community aspect of Point Cook and Werribee is brilliant for raising families if that's yeah. what you're looking for. Yeah. Um, so I guess bang for your buck in Point Cook is, yeah. I, I it's guess, worthwhile. great. Yeah. yeah. And now we're speaking to Chris from Integral Tuition, who's a business owner and has lived in Point Cook for over six years. How are you, Chris? Uh, hi, uh, well, very good morning. I'm good, thank you. That's great. Now, tell us, what do you love about Point Cook? Uh, I mean, well, the, the story of um, me coming to Point Cook was I actually got a job here at um, Susan Quarry, which was a selective school on the yes. road. Um, so I actually moved here from, you know, the other side of town. And, um, you know, I, I just fell in love with, with Point Cook yep. once I moved here. Um, yeah, I really love the, the vibes around the community, you know, how everyone's really friendly. Yeah. Um, the, yeah, I, I like the fact that it's, it's very modern. Yeah, mm-hmm. Everything's very new. Yes. You know, all, all our houses and, you know, um, streets are all very well kept. Yes. Um, yeah, you, you see, like, you know, all your houses with, you know, nice synthetic grass and, and all that out, out the front. Yeah. Which is not something that you see in every suburb. No, it's, it's, main- it means that everyone's very house proud of where they live, and and they um and the council looks after the streets too. Uh yeah yeah definitely. Yeah. Um, so we we do get our one or two incidences of you know dumping, but that's all very quickly cleared up by the by the council. Yeah, and it's something I really like. Yeah, which is good. Now, um, do you have a favourite place you'd like to go eat at a restaurant in Point Cook? Uh well, two two restaurants come to mind. Yes. Um, yeah, it depends on my mood. <laughs> what yeah. um, Western or something more Asian. Yeah. Um, I, I do love the Indian food at Pine Slice. Yes. Um, yeah, down near Alameda. Mm-hmm. Um, and I also love um, the pizza at Pizza Industry down the Federal. Oh, nice. Yeah, I've heard they've got a really good reputation. So, yeah, it's really good. Um, now, you teach or you tutor uh, students trying to get into select schools what do those kids do outside of school and tuition? Do you know, you know, are they musically orientated or are they into sport? Are there lots of opportunities for kids to have, you know, extracurricular activities in, sorry, in Point Cook? Uh, yeah, well, I mean, look, I'm, I'm very fortunate to work with these uh, groups of students who are, you know, high achievers and all-rounders. Yes. I mean, obviously, these kids are aiming to get into selected school, so, you know, they need to be high achieving their academics as well as um, their activities outside of school. Yeah. Um, yeah, I do know a lot of them are, you know, top cricket players and soccer players. Um, I also have a lot of swimmers with, within my group. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, so, um, and, and some of them do uh, take dance lessons as well, so, you know, and they, they all can do it in, in our local area. Okay, well, that's good. But, you know, it caters for, you know, everybody who you know who has a bit of a skill so that's good how about for adults was is there anything exciting to do for adults in point cook like any wine bars or you know 
distilleries or anything like, anything like that, which, you know, make life a little bit more fun? Uh, yeah, I mean, look, other than your usual pot bars, uh, you, you do have your brunch places. Yes. Um, there, there is our, um, you know, local watering hole. Yes. Um, pits, uh, again, down the element, actually right next to the uh, Indian restaurant that I mentioned. Yes. Uh, yeah, so Adrian runs that place and that's our uh, local get-together. That's what we've, we've ordered, the local to, to drink. Yeah, nice. Yeah. It's good. And, like, it's got a really good feel with the, the parks around the place and the lakes, doesn't it? Uh, yeah, definitely. I mean, if, if you're thinking about, you know, uh, after work, you want to go for a stroll. Um, yeah. I think one of the best things about uh, Point Cook is that every estate, you know, has its own lake and has its own park. Yeah. Um, and even when they're building the new areas, uh, they always have different bikes as well. Yeah. That's good. Now that's it for our Town Taster on Point Cook. I hope you enjoyed it. On Thursday, we're back to having our regular episode where we talk to Josh Summers about flipping properties. Josh is a professional at turning ugly ducklings into renovated swans and explains how he makes his profits. So don't miss it. Real Estate Right is a real copyright production hosted and produced by me, Sue Langada. I would like to thank Podbean for hosting our podcast, Premium Beat for our theme music, and Francis Morello for his voiceover. Real Copyright is a leading real estate copywriting service throughout Melbourne. If you would like your property copywritten by Real Copyright, please book your copy through orders at realcopyright.com.au. If you would like us to help, create more valuable real estate information for the people of Melbourne in this podcast. Contact sue at realestateright.com.au. Thanks for listening to Real Estate Right.